0: Tones. Church of the Warm Heart, good morning. Good morning. Great to have you on what's gonna be a beautiful day. We are blessed today. It's gonna to be up to 72. We had a wonderful Sunday last Sunday with weather, and then we got snow in the middle of the week. And someone told me, Ah, spring, what a nice afternoon we had. <laughs> Hopefully, today here on out it's it's gonna be lovely. Uh, my name is Michael Beneshek. I'm one of your Warm Heart pastors. It's a joy to have you with, with us today you're online, hello, welcome to you, wherever you may be joining us in worship today, we are blessed to have you with us. Uh, sign in, let us know you're here, in every pew and every row there's a red attendance pad, uh, just uh, fill it out, send it on down the row, we we appreciate knowing who's here and, and uh, if there's any special needs that we have to take care of. Um, Judy Haskell is our worship leader today and she may or may not have a couple of announcements for us today, let's find out.
1: I have quite a few announcements. Uh, Number one, if you are an usher, there will be a meeting in room two in the Family Life Center right after church today. And then a big thank you to everyone who came to last night's trivia night. Marie Akers, our bookkeeper, bookkeeper, her table took home the grand prize. We had 80 contestants who helped raise money for the youth trip. You might see a few leftover items uh, from the bake sale at today's coffee hour. And come on over and check out the video wall as well. Newly installed as of yesterday morning. (laughs) Uh, The Mary Methodists have their meeting tonight at 5 p.m., uh, for uh, There will be a potluck dinner and fellowship in the Family Life Center. If you'd like to join us for Lunch Bunch uh, after wor- worship service next week, we are meeting at the Idaho Pizza Company at 1230. Please let the office know by this Thursday if you're planning to go to the Lunch Bunch. And just a heads up, If you have been attending our church for a little while and would like to consider this as your church home, we are having a new membership class on Sunday, May 7th at 12.30 p.m. We'll learn a little about you and you'll learn a little about us and how we can be a church together. That's in three Sundays. From now... So, please let Lisa know if you're planning to attend. And that's all.
0: Thank you, Judy. Uh, on the ushers, it's not just today's ushers, but if you are, if Howard uh, Foley caught you as, a, as an usher any Sunday, that it's for you. And if you don't know where Fellowship, uh, the, our, uh, FLC room number two is, ask an usher and they'll point you in the right direction. <laughs> now, Methodists have been in the news. I don't know if anyone catches any of the papers that we have, but uh, in the last few days, uh, the Methodist Church has been in in there talking about uh, the splintering of the Methodist Church. It's all the issues that we've had uh, over the last couple decades that we just kick the can down down the road every now and then. Uh, We're at a weird place where uh, churches can leave the Methodist Church by the end of this year and keep their building and property. If they go through a, this long process of, of of fellowship hall meetings, of of discernment, of, of votes, and all that, and it's in the news because there's a local Methodist church here that is voting today on whether they want to stay within the Methodist Church or not. It is not. A, it has turned out not to be a. a, a, a A church split, more of a splintering. There's a church here, there's a church there. Some conferences have a a few more churches. In Oregon, Idaho, I can only name one that is definitively going through the process. Some are asking about it. And uh, the reason I bring it up today is some people have asked me since it's been in the news, Pastor Mike, what is Meridian United Methodist Church doing? Well, we we have been a Methodist church here. We are the oldest church in Meridian, uh, we've been around since 1885, so for the last 138 years, <laughs> should have done the math before service. 138 years, we've been a part of the Methodist Church, and as far as I could tell from the body that we have here, we're going to stay within the Methodist Church, and it's not going to be a part. Uh, we're not going to jump into that whole long process of figuring if we if we want to or don't want to be a part of our church. Um, it's like if someone, the way I like it to think of it is this. If someone came up to me and said, uh, Pastor Mike, at the end of this year, uh, you and your wife could have a, a, a no-fault divorce and just, just go your separate ways with no hassle. And if I go to my wife and say, you know what, since it's a possibility, let's talk about it. That would not go so well. <laughs> Marriage is grand, divorce is 50 grand. That's That's that. So, in case anyone is curious, what the Meridian Methodist Church is doing uh, at, at at church council, it, it comes up every now and then. And as of right now, we are firmly planted, staying within the Methodist Church. So, if that makes you happy, great. And if that it brings you consternation, eh, give me a call. We'll talk about it and sit down and see see uh, see what the issues are uh, that, that that you're facing. But I just wanted to be upfront and honest with you about what's going on, since it's been in the news. Got <laughs> some wonderful people sitting next to you. Let's take a moment and greet those around us in Christian love and then remain standing for the opening hymns.
1: you'll read along with me, the Apostles' Creed, it's on the screen in front. Um, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only son, Argo, was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried.
0: Please be seated, unless you're a kiddo, like fifth grade and below. This is your time in worship, so come on up. Good to see you. So after church, Sunday, last Sunday, we went back to our house and the Easter bunny had come. Can you believe that? Yeah, it was pretty cool. There were eggs everywhere. Did anybody look for eggs this year? Anyone? Yeah, most of you? Yeah, look for eggs. I know, we look for eggs. We had an Easter egg hunt here at church. Thank you, Miss Cassie and company, for putting that on for us. This past week, I found two eggs. They're over there. They're upstairs. I won't tell you where they are, where they are. Where you left them there, and we'll see if anyone uh, picks them up in the next few weeks. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, Easter eggs. Do we have a picture of Easter eggs? I'm just curious. Oh, there they are. Those are fun eggs, aren't they? What what's inside of them? What, what's in what? Did, you got candy in, inside. Anyone else do anything else in the eggs? Cash? I'll, I'll, I'll look for eggs for cash. Yeah. Uh, our eggs had uh, some dimes and some quarters and some of those gold dollars. That was pretty cool. Diamonds. For diamonds? That would be... Mm. I got to go to some different neighborhoods to find, to find those eggs than <laughs> maybe where we live. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You open up the eggs and there's stuff inside. And uh, Have you ever found like real eggs out, out in the wild? Sometimes? But they're Correct why are they cracked because they, hatched they hatched there's nothing in them but they're bird eggs i think i got a picture of something here anyone those i are robin those eggs. you know what those are those are robin eggs yes they're it's a sure sign of spring that's right let's take a look at our next egg picture Ooh, what do you think those are how do you know those are snakes eggs because you see this snake around. Yeah, the snake is taking care of the eggs. Yeah. Some people want me to take that picture off right now. All right. Do we have another one? What's in this one? Ooh. Dinosaur? How did you know those were dinosaur eggs? I don't know. They, they looked old-timey, didn't they? Yeah. We found some fossil. We didn't. I, some found some old fossilized yeah. eggs. But yeah. Uh, what's in our next one? Ooh. It's a- it could be a duck or it could be a chicken. I don't know. Chicken. I don't know, but it's, but it's cracked open, isn't it? What does that mean? A real egg. It's a real, well, it's a real egg. That's good. <laughs> At $20 a dozen, it better be a real egg. Yeah. <laughs> Where did, what happened to the thing inside? Hatch. Uh, it hatched. Uh-huh. And it's off living its life doing its, doing its best thing that it could, couldn't it? It, the duck is flying or the chicken is doing chickeny things and and, and and yeah, so if the egg is empty, if the egg is empty, it has gone off, it has flown and be it is living its life, it is alive, isn't it? Well, at Easter time we also celebrate something else that's empty. What does that look like The tomb, the cave where Jesus was placed after he died, yeah. But the stone is rolled away. What's inside? Nothing. Nothing. Do you know why there's nothing in there? Because when the spring, Jesus is alive. He is alive. He is no longer. He is no longer in the tomb, but he is alive, and he gives us new life too. When we feel when we feel trapped, or or in a in, in a <laughs> in some sort of cage or cave or or something like that. Uh, Trapped in in the heart, or trapped in the mind, or trapped in in the soul. So Jesus sets us free, for He is free, and we can live life and fly and be free if we have faith in Him. Can you pray with me, Heavenly Father? We ask Your blessings upon these little ones, that as they grow in godliness and in Your favor, that they remember that they have been set free, free from pain, free from sin from the things that truly hurt us because you live for us. And if we have you in our hearts, we have a home forever with you. And the family of God said, Amen. amen.
2: Good morning, church. I'm Pastor Jen. This is a time of our service where we come together in an attitude of prayer and share our prayer requests and concerns with one another. If you have anything on your heart that you would like to share with your neighbor this morning, please share them aloud. And then I will lead us in our pastoral prayer and then the Lord's Prayer, which the words will be on the screen. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, God of resurrection and truth, thank you for giving us your son, Jesus. Through his life and ministry, he showed us the way of peace, the way of justice and the way of love. We confess that Jesus is Lord of our lives and we believe that we are saved by your grace through faith. Lord, this is the way. The way of love is difficult, and we often miss the mark. Resurrect us, Lord. Save us from ourselves, for we know not what we do. Save us from our pride and ego, our selfishness. Move us towards compassion and selflessness to be your hands and feet and to serve others. For your love revealed through your son Jesus was a sacrificial kind of love. Help us to learn how to love in this way. Lord, we believe that we are saved for your purpose to help transform the world. And we believe that we are saved for an eternal relationship with you. And though the path is not easy, Lord, we lay down our burdens at the cross to follow you, knowing the value of living in your truth. And so, Lord, today we come together as your people to pray the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done
0: willing and able let's stand for our next congregational hymn. Oh favorite for, for so many? In the garden.
1: Our scripture reading this morning is from Matthew 28 verses 11 through 15 and uh, it's all about the guards report. While the women were on their way some of the guards went into the city and reported to the chief priests everything that had happened. When the chief priests had met with the elders and devised a plan, they gave the soldiers a long, large sum of money, telling them, You are to say, His disciples came during the night and stole him away while we were asleep. If this report gets to the governor, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So the soldiers took the money, and did as they were instructed. And this story has been widely circulated among the Jews to this very day. God bless the reading of his word.
0: You ever mess up? I mess up. I got a long history of messing up. Ever since I was a little kid, to even even just now at the children's time, when I said you will have no pain in life, I'm like, hold on, that's not true. <laughs> but you, there's pain, but there's 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 joy with it. So I got I got to retract that. So in the prayer, I, you just mess up. First day ever worked at a church, thirty two years ago. Uh, I started working in a church. First day, my job was to to. I I sat at a desk. It was a big church. I I took care of uh, a lot of the evening stuff. And my job was to lock up at night. They didn't show me how to lock the doors. (laughs) Uh, I put my key in and it it, it clicks around, but it it doesn't move the bars. And and, and I fritzed with the thing for about an hour, still couldn't get the doors to lock. I had one job. (laughs) and I blew it. I found some rope. found some duct tape. And I was able to, to, to tape this thing and grainy knot this door. No one is getting in or out of this door. And I went out a side door. The next day, the staff could not get inside the church because of my contraption. That was close to my last day working out of church. They showed me, it, it takes a screwdriver, little Allen wrench, and that's, this is how you do it. I had no idea. Uh, I had one job to do. My 18-year-old brain just couldn't figure it out, and I blew it. Have you ever had those kind of fails? You got one job, and you messed it up? God bless the internet, because now you could relish in other people's mistakes and not feel so bad about your own. Here are a few of my favorite epic uh, fails, Uh, a.k.a. you also only had one job to do. You had one job. (laughs) Sorry, choir, you can't see this. <coughs> if you know your directions. North, you had one job to do. That is a bounce house. Look where it lands. You had one job. Potatoes. What uh, says onions for sale? And what's in, the, what's in the box? Watermelon. You had one job. You had one job to figure. Hard to read. That's the wheelchair foundation (laughs) that has ramps or has steps that goes up to the front door. You had one job. Do not stack. 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 Just go to the Amazon warehouse over here. You'll find that. All right. So here's... I got it before we... So there was this pencil. And this, this came out this year. A pencil that you can get for your students. It says, too cool to do drugs. It makes sense, right? Great pencil until you sharpen it. And as you sharpen it, (laughs) it becomes cool to do drugs, do drugs, drugs, not the pencil that you want to give out to your students. You had one job. Well, in reading what Judy read for us this morning, what happened right after the resurrection, I pity the poor guards who were there to secure the tomb. They had one job, and they blew it. The religious leaders asked Pontius Pilate for the guard to make sure that the disciples did not steal Jesus' body. And the guards were supposed to be there for several days. Now, a guard detail, anywhere between four to 16 soldiers... And you would, have think, you would have thought that it would be it would be easy to secure the location of a dead guy. He's not going anywhere, and apparently not, especially when angels get involved. In the resurrection story, it says this: Suddenly, there was a violent earthquake, and an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled the stone away, and sat upon it. His appearance was like lightning. His clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid that they trembled and became like dead men. And after the guards had regained consciousness, some of them went back into town. They came to the city and reported to the chief priests all that had happened. Notice that this takes place at the same time that the women were returning from the tomb, uh, the way that Judy read it today. While the women were on their way, some of the guards went. Second, notice that this is only some of the guard. And there's, probably, there's some reasons that this could be. The guard had been frightened out of their wits by an earthquake. And seeing an angel would make you question a lot of things. After they had recovered, some might have just simply said, I don't get paid enough for this. And off they go. But that puts them in danger of, of you know, leaving your post and bad things happen to guards who leave their post. They went, they, went, they, they went to the religious leaders. They didn't go to Pontius Pilate, the Romans. Uh, it makes sense because the, uh, the, the, the Romans gave the elders, the Sanhedrin, the authority over the guards. So they went back to the people that they were uh, working for in this, in this manner. They would have been afraid also to report directly to Pilate of fear of being put to death for not doing their job. What I want to get today is this. The guards told the truth. They told the truth to the religious leaders of the day. They did not make excuses for themselves. They didn't make anything up. They were risking their life for doing this anyway. For they failed in the job that they were sent to do. The soldiers thought the truth to be their best defense. They told them all that occurred that would have included the earthquake, the angel, the missing body of Jesus. And when they assembled with the elders and counseled together, they gave them a large, the, the soldiers, a large sum of money to say, to, say, to say the lie. The disciples came at night, and stole them away while we were asleep. And said, you know, if Pontius does hear about this, we will, we will, we will help you and you'll, you'll be fine. We'll keep you out of trouble. And they took the money. And they did as they were instructed. And the story was widely, widely shared among the Jews to this very day, says Matthew. This is what's surprising to me in this whole story. The chief priests called the Sanhedrin together to assemble that they might figure out a plan how to deal with this situation. And I noticed that there is no questioning of the guards in this. They believe the guards. Their story was taken at face value to be the truth. And this lack of, this lack of challenge to the guard's story demonstrates that they believed the soldiers. What they had been told was the truth. The story should have shaken them to their core and it should have resulted like maybe Jesus was the real deal. There would be repentance on the spot. This is obviously a great work of God. God. But they refused to recognize the truth. And they continued the lie. They were blinded by their own sin. And instead, how do we create our narrative to go around our lie? They bribed the soldiers to assist them by lying about the situation as damage control. They believed but they needed to keep the appearance of unbelief. Life is so much easier if you don't believe. Believing in Jesus messes up your life, it messes with your world. Honestly, I think that, you know, there are moments that I wish that I was not a Christian. Can I hear someone yell out blasphemy? Yeah. The Christian walk is hard. I love worship but man every single Sunday I drive to church on a Sunday morning and our neighbors are are packing up to go to McCall for the day I love to give but man that tithe check added up I, I can get a nice bass boat after a while We have an understanding that somewhere deep within the the church, we don't, you know, the church doesn't care a whole lot for the whole drinking and the smoking and the gambling and the, and the sleeping around. And if you go back several generations to the card playing, to the dancing, uh, if you go back another generation, I got an old timey sermon that I found talks about the dangers of, of croquet. (laughs) My life would be so much easier if I didn't have to follow all these rules. Just think, a life without judgment or scorn, a life without obligations or responsibilities, believing in Jesus messes up your world. So do a lot of things that we do. I have been been luckily married for 25 years now. I'm surprised too. (laughs) And when she's in the back right now, I gotta be careful. Uh, And when we started dating... I discovered that a girlfriend messes up your life. <laughs> All of a sudden, I had to share my time with, between family and, and other, uh, another set of friends and, and a soulmate. Life changed for the better, but it changed. I had to remember other people's birthdays when I had a hard time remembering my own family's birthday. Being a part of a whole other family holiday traditions got messed over. I couldn't play basketball five nights a week like I used to. I don't have any control over the car radio. <laughs> it messes with your life. Lord knows I messed up her life even more. My family's insane. <laughs> it would It would just be so much easier if... If if I could just pick the color of the living room paint, or not explain why I had to buy a jet ski, it's a little small things. Life got harder, but my life got better, and it's worth it. We had our first baby five years after after we got married. Kids mess with your life. Your days are no longer your days. Your nights are no longer your nights. This thing needs your constant attention. I honestly bought stock in Pampers because I, I wanted a little piece of the action <laughs> where we were sending all their money. We're past that stage. Now we're at the chauffeur and car, uh, car insurance stage of parenting. Life got harder, but my life got better, and it's worth it. Believing in Jesus is hard. Living for him is hard, but your life is better and it's worth it. I am happy to be a Christian. I am happy to be walking in that way and in that truth. Yes, there are days where one may question, is it all worth it? You know, life would be easier if I was like one of the religious leaders or the guards of that day. Yes, I believe, but I'll just sweep it under the rug where I, don't, where I don't have to think or change my life or do anything different. It wouldn't be real, though, or meaningful or joyous. When you dedicate your life to him, you take on the burden of fighting for what is right of loving justice, of practicing mercy, of of walking humbly with your God. You take on the role of loving your enemies as yourself, of being salt and light. You take on that burden of of forgiving others, of showing kindness, of helping those who cannot help themselves. Someone once asked Jesus, "Uh, Lord, Lord, what do we need to do? And Jesus said, you have one job. One job to do. Love God and love your neighbor as yourself. Sounds like two jobs, but you really can't do one job without the other. Do you want to believe? Then believe. Confess your sins to God. Believe in the Lord Jesus and he will mess with your life. Or maybe, just maybe your life was messed up and he's here to fix it. I won't lie. Being a Christian is difficult. If you believe in Jesus, life gets a lot harder. But I can tell you this, life gets a whole lot better. And it's worth it. You've seen what you can do with your life. Give your life to Christ and see what he can do with your life. Family of God said, "Amen." Amen. As we come to the offertory piece of our worship, just a word of thanks to those who faithfully participate in the ministries of this church in this in this way. Uh, The ushers are getting the plates ready in the back. One one thing I want to highlight is: once a year, we send a care package to our young adults. That means college age, they're getting to the time of finals here in a, in a few weeks. Uh, to those who serve our military, God bless them, uh, where we send care packages that way. Or those who are just entering the workforce. Uh, a lot of times, a lot of churches, young people graduate and, and, and they disappear and the church forgets about them. We don't want to be that church. Uh, so we, we support and we, we, we try to remind them that uh, we're, we're your church home and we love you and we care about you, that warm heart spirit. I invite the ushers to come forward at this time and let's receive the offertory. Let us stand for our doxology in prayer. Should put a, a bounce in your step as you walk out this morning, joyful, joyful. We adore thee. to our musicians who uh, give us worship today, for the people upstairs who make uh, everything happen up there, uh, all of you joining us online and those who make that happen. Thank you so much. And for all of us, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord's peace and blessings be upon you this day. That as we continue this, this celebration of spring and resurrection, may God's love, blessings, and peace go with you all. Amen. Amen. Oh